Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm joined by Paul McGowan, the chairperson of the Water Advisory Board. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Alan. The Water Advisory Board have released their latest report today, and there will be of interest to extra listeners uh, the ongoing issues at Gory Drinking Water Treatment Plant, which I'll get on to in a second. But first of all, can you let us know who the Water Advisory Board are and who you're who you, who you are answerable to, or who you give the information to? Sure, Alan. Yeah. So, listen. First of all, thanks very much for having me on the on the show. Uh, we like to take every opportunity to. Um, promote the uh, reports that we produce. So um, the Water Advisory Body is uh, has been in existence since 2018, and essentially it's an independent body comprising five members, and we have two functions. One is to advise the Minister on transparency and accountability of Irish water, and then probably most relevant to today, our other uh, duty is to produce a quarterly report <clears throat> to the Oireachtas, on the performance of Irish water in the implementation of their strategic funding plan. So really, every quarter we produce a report and what we try and do is take the available information that's out there, whether it's from the Environmental Protection Agency or the Commission for Regulation of Utilities, and identify how Irish water are performing and then provide commentary. And of course, uh, this can range from customer service right through to water quality or wastewater quality. So with all that information in mind then, you want to start, yeah. uh, let's start and, and let's localise it and the situation sure. at Gory Drinking Water Plant. And I am aware there are several reports ongoing at the yeah. moment. So you actually don't go in and investigate, you collate information from where? Well, so that, that's right, Alan. We don't, we don't actually carry out investigations or audits or anything like that ourselves. What we do is we keep an eye on, for example, the work that the Environmental Protection Agency might do, which is particularly relevant to the incident you're talking about in Gorey. Also, the work of the Water Forum and the work of the Commission for Regulation of Utilities, who have a particular um, area of um, looking at Irish Water's overall revenues and of also their customer uh, complaints management and customer service. So in relation to the recent instance in, in Gory and also in Ballymore Eustace, we very much look to the reports that have come out from the Environmental Protection Agency. In fact, I believe the Environmental Protection Agency have been on your own um, uh, program, channel, yeah. Uh, yeah, on program, uh, outlining the findings of their reports. But we, we take a look at all their reports and other reports that we see and we just try and identify are there any particular issues that we think we should be commenting on or keeping an eye on so that we might a report on it or ultimately provide advice to the minister on so what have you found when it came to the gory situation then well i suppose probably nothing new in the sense that uh, in fairness the epa have been very transparent and open in relation to the reports that they have put out in relation to gory and ballymore eustace i mean ultimately they found that there were failings in managerial oversight at the Gory Water Treatment Plant. And uh, there were these failings manifested themselves in operational control and responsiveness. So there was, I mean, their findings are pretty stark. A basic lack of awareness and understanding as to the significance of incidents. A lack of awareness of the requirements to communicate and escalate these incidents uh, to Irish water. There was a, a lack of critical alarm settings no documented alarm or incident response procedures and there was no automatic shutdown of the plant in the event that critical alarms were activated. I suppose what's of particular concern to the uh, water advisory body is that 
in Gori, uh, a situation had arisen over a period uh, from the 19th to the 24th of August, but it wasn't actually until the 26th of August that the Environmental Protection Agency were advised of the situation. So essentially we had a situation where um, people were either becoming ill or were noticing a problem with their water, and this wasn't picked up as a water quality incident for a period of days. And we're concerned, the water advisory body are concerned about that because uh, you know a modern water utility should have a very strong understanding of how its plants are performing and take action when something goes wrong. And it, it's clear from the EPA's own audit of what happened at Gorey that this didn't happen, that there were failings and that they have to be addressed. So what we'll now do is we'll keep an eye on what happens from here on. I suppose our main focus is, first of all, EPA have identified a whole series of actions that Irish Water have to undertake. And what we want to see is have Irish Water address those actions. Right. So we know that the EPA, for example, will go back to Gorey uh, this week and, and again in the future to uh, consider whether or not the actions that they identified have been addressed by Irish Water. And will you now bring that information to government today? Is that what happens with this report? Now, are you talking about the Water Advisory Bodies report? Yeah. 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 So this report has been published today on our website and it has been sent to the Oireachtas Committee, which has oversight of the water sector. That's the uh, Committee on Housing, Local Government and Heritage. And it's also been sent to Minister O'Brien. Within the report, uh, there are several subsections that maybe you can summarise for us in a second, but one that uh, sure. is, is very much on the agenda here in County Wexford at the moment is boil water notices. Yeah. What have yeah. you discovered when it comes to boil water notices? So on boil water notices, that's one of the areas that we actually highlight in our report uh, this time. There are current, at, at the end of the second quarter of this year, there were 16 uh, boil water notices in operation in a, uh, on Irish water system. Now, the concern for us is that 15 of those 16 boil water notices were long-term. And what that means is that they were in place for greater than 30 days. Now, what we would expect is that Irish Water would uh, only uh, have a very minimal number of boil water notices, but that they would be short-term, that they would be addressed and the water would be brought back into compliance in a short period of time and less than 30 days. So we would expect that over time that there would be no long-term boil water notices on the Irish water system. So it's a concern to us at the moment that 15 of the 16 that are currently in place or that were in place at the end of the second quarter were long-term. Now, in particular, we note that, for example, we're, we're aware that Wexford Town has had a boil water notice in place since the 28th of October. And I suppose one of the things that uh, is, is concerning us in respect of Wexford Town is the fact that this is actually the third boil water notice that they've had in a year. And, it's, and this third notice is, is not long after the last boil water notice was lifted. Hmm. So again, the EPA have advised us, and this is public information, that they are looking into what needs to be done at the Wexford Town water treatment plant in order to avoid the recurrence of these boil water notices. And I understand that they will be carrying out an audit this week in, on, on that particular plant. A couple of questions. We're speaking uh, to Paul McGowan, the uh, chair of the Water Advisory Body. Um, how is a, a question from a listener, Paul? How is the body yeah. totally independent if it rep- replies, uh, depends on reports from other agencies? Can you respond to that? Well, 
Well, yeah, no, that's a, that's a very fair question. We're independent in that uh, we comprise five members. Two of them are um, independent of uh, the, the water sector in totality. That's Miriam MacDonald and Martin Sisk. But we also have member from the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, myself, I'm also with the Commission for Regulation of Utilities, and then we also have a representative from the Water Forum. So we were put in place really to ensure that somebody was taking an overall view of how Irish water is performing. And we remain independent in forming our views, but what we don't do is we don't carry out original research. So we look to the uh, analysis that is carried out by the CRU, for example, on the, let's say, the performance assessment of Irish water or how it's um, spending its money and whether it's doing so efficiently. We look to the Environmental Protection Agency who look after things like water quality, wastewater quality, and also take uh, actions against Irish water in respect of those. Yeah. And we also look to the deliberations of the Water Forum. We, we are... Um, uh, so we're independent, but we, we, don't ha- we don't have a physical office in that we don't have a staff who carry out independent research. So we very much work on what is available in the public domain and then provide our analysis of that. Uh, the river, according to this listener, could well be the problem going to the treatment plant in Gorey. This is the view of a morning mix listener, not my view or the view of the station. The caller wants to know who is actually responsible for tackling the pollution in the river coming to the plant. <laughs> So um, I, I wouldn't be able to give you a detailed answer on that, but certainly the Environmental Protection Agency have a role in relation to the rivers and uh, and so forth, but also so does Irish water. Uh, but the, your listener is quite right in that uh, a, a lot of um, boil water notices can actually occur. And in fact, I believe there's a boil water notice in Gorey, and that is actually due to heavy rain. And the resulting floods caused the raw water quality that was entering the plant to uh, fall and that required uh, the imposition of a boil water notice. So there is a very uh, strong link between the the quality of the water in our rivers and lakes and the ability uh, to treat that water and deliver it uh, safely and securely to customers. Another listener question for you, Paul. Uh, Paul, why are there not boil water notices on water where cancer-causing THMs are not compliant with EPA guidelines? Can you explain, can you work that question out for us, please? Well, I, I wouldn't be able to comment on the particulars of um, the that, that, that particular incident. I, as I'm not with the Environmental Protection Agency, I wouldn't have the details of that particular incident. It's one for them, is a, is a question for them. Yeah. It, it, it would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't specify where, it doesn't specify what part of the county, it's a general, or country even, it, it's, it's, it's a general question and I, and I will bring that to the attention of the APA to see can I get a response. Elsewhere yeah. within your report, you talk about remedial action lists, lead yeah. surface uh, connections being replaced. What else is in the report of, of a general nature that you can share with us, please? Yes. Yeah. So there's three three areas that I'd highlight, Alan. Uh, the first is, in fact, the remedial action list. So this is a, a list of water treatment plants that the Irish that the, the Environmental Protection Agency maintains, and these are plants at which uh, improvements need to be made in order to ensure that the the water plant continues to be resilient and can continue to provide safe uh, water to its customers. At the end of the second quarter of this year. Uh, we actually saw a, a reduction in the population served by plants on this list, which was very welcome. It went from uh, over a million down to 566,000. Now, that was primarily due to the fact that the leak slip water treatment plant came off that list. But I suppose what's of concern to us is that the number of plants on the remedial action list went up 
to 53. And that was an increase of, I think, two or three. So that, that, that's a concern to us. And we're, we keep a very close eye on the remedial action list. And uh, while we welcome the reduction in the population served uh, under this list, we do actually note with some concern the fact that the number of plants has increased. We would expect Irish Water to, to continually be reducing the number of plants on the remedial action list. Okay. Another area that I, I think uh, particularly relevant to uh, listeners throughout the country and in your own listenership area would be the first fixed free scheme. Now, this is essentially a scheme which allows customers, if they feel, if they consider that they have a leak, to actually uh, ask Irish Water to come in and investigate that for them. And in fact, if the leak, if there is a leak and it actually occurs between the boundary of their site and their house, so it's external to the house but inside their boundary, Irish Water will carry out a leak repair for free. And we're very keen that people take up this offer because the uh, the number of people using the first fix free scheme is has fallen over the last um, period of time. And we very much hope that it, that there will be an up an increase in the number of people availing of this scheme, particularly now that it's available to all residential customers, whether they have a meter or not. It used to only be available in the past to those with a meter, but now it's available to all residential customers, uh, even if they are unmetered. And we'd encourage people to take this up. Just to give you a little bit of context, uh, 1% of the households in Ireland consume 14% of the water and most of that is lost through leakage on the customer side of the pipe. Uh, 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 or rather, most of those high-consuming customers have a leak. Okay. So it's very important that people take up the first fix free scheme. Have to leave it there, Paul. Thank you for some detailed answers to some very interesting questions that came in from our Morning Mix listeners as well. Do keep us up to date with further developments. And finally, as we always like to do, is point people towards the full report. Is it available to the general public? It is indeed. It's on uh, wateradvisorybody, all one word, dot i-e. Thanks for taking our call this morning. Good morning to you now. Okay, Alan. That was Paul McGowan there, the chair of the Water Advisory Body. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.